Hi there, welcome back to Small Business Evolution, brought to you by Encompass Evolve. I'm your host, Ashley Beck. Micromanaging is the hallmark of bad bossing. If you've led a team before, or if you're currently a boss, you might be guilty of it, likely unintentionally. If you're about to become a boss, hopefully we can avoid having this style of management becoming a go-to for you. Often a manager may consider themselves highly invested or dedicated to the team, having a high attention to detail or applying a very hands-on approach. But what they see as helping the team succeed is actually a hindrance to the growth and development of the individuals within. Not to mention, it's really frustrating to be on the receiving end. Tell me if you've ever thought any of these. I need to stay on top of my team or things just won't get done. They don't really know what they're doing, so I need to be there to supervise. Their work and results are a reflection of me, so I need to be involved at every stage. Or perhaps, I can lead my team better if I constantly check in on them to provide advice and assistance. I see myself as a problem solver, so I always step in to offer solutions when I see issues arise. I'm deeply invested in my team's well-being, and I think my involvement shows how much I care. In many cases, micromanagers genuinely believe they are acting in the best interest of the team, and of course the business. And when someone's built something from the ground up, it's only natural to want to be involved in every detail. There's a fine line between passion and micromanaging, and sometimes small business owners unknowingly cross it. Their mindset is often rooted in the belief that nobody cares about their business as much as they do, leading to an impulse to control everything. There's also just a whole lot of fear. The moment they start to bring other people into their business, they're financially responsible for them, and there's a need to see a return on this investment. So the small business owner constantly hovers to guarantee they're getting their money's worth and they micromanage to ensure that every resource is being used efficiently. They've typically been involved in every aspect of their business from the start, and they fear that they'll lose that level of control they've always had over operations. Small business owners are deeply attached to the success of their venture. For most of us, it feels really personal, right? And while help is needed, the addition of employees can feel like a risk and they might worry that mistakes or inefficiencies will lead to failure. Micromanaging, in their view, becomes a safeguard against errors that could cost them majorly in the long run. They just don't see it as micromanaging and often miss the negative side effects that invariably follow this approach, impacting both them and their employees. Imagine, if you will, that you're the coach of a rugby team. You give the pre-game pep talk, get everyone riled up and ready to win, then run right onto the field for kickoff. Your team would be looking at you like, no, no, we got it. This is the part where we take what you've taught us and we play the game. But there's you, running round, tackling the opposing players, jumping on a fumbled ball and taking off for a try. You feel victorious while your team feel about as useful as a waterproof teabag. Now, a coach should be involved during the game as a source of support. 
essentially observing, strategizing, and making adjustments as needed, but letting the players play the game. If the team had to check in before catching the ball, or the coach stopped everything to explain in an unnecessarily complicated way how to take a hit, not only would the team be underachieving in the league, but the players would be wondering why they were recruited in the first place if their skills and judgment are being continuously overridden. And as ridiculous as this analogy is, that's exactly what micromanaging gets you. You end up with demotivated employees, which can lead to a decline in productivity and innovation for your business. Staff become reluctant to take risks or suggest new ideas, fearing they'll be immediately scrutinized or dismissed. As a result, the work environment becomes less vibrant and less conducive to personal and collective growth. In other words, your employees have the mindset of, what's the point in being here? And then they leave. Also, can you imagine being that coach playing every position on the field, then also having to monitor every move from the sidelines, plus pre- and post-game strategizing? That sounds exhausting and definitely unsustainable. A small business owner who is constantly involved in every detail, decision, and task is at risk of experiencing high levels of stress and eventual burnout. This persistent state of alertness and over-involvement can have adverse effects on their physical and mental well-being. Stress-related health issues will impact their ability to lead effectively anyway, so no one is going to be performing at peak levels. So you'll have a once-passionate business owner working longer hours with less output at lower quality, and a low-performing team with high turnover who feel unmotivated, untrusted, and unworthy. Unfortunately, many business owners get to this point and think they just need to work harder and keep on their team more in order to get better results. So how do you recognize the difference between being a micromanager and simply being an engaged and supportive leader? And how do you go from being the former to the latter? If you've ever been part of a 360 review or asked for feedback on management at a previous workplace, you'll know employees are often reluctant to give open and honest feedback for fear of how it will affect their job. So simply asking your team, hey, do you think I micromanage? Probably won't give you a complete picture of the situation. Going to them from a place of, hey, I feel like I haven't been giving you the room you need to do your jobs to the best of your ability. Can we chat about that? May start a more constructive dialogue. Being self-aware and developing self-reflective skills are crucial for becoming a great boss. So start with being honest with yourself. A great exercise to gauge where you're at and maybe snap you into reality is to keep a true diary over the course of a week where you note down exactly how you spent your time. Ask Susie for a report. Followed up Susie for a report. Help Susie with report. Asked Rob to work with Susie on reports from now on. That type of thing. Detail what was discussed in meetings. If you're CC'd on emails that you read, include that in your diary. All your usual tasks, plus anything regarding working with your employees. At the end of the week, reflect on each point in that diary. And be real. No one else is going to see this. No one can hear your thoughts. 
no one to judge you but you. And you know that you're trying to improve here, so it's all good. Was that meeting actually necessary? No. Then why did you run it? What were you trying to gain from it versus what you were telling yourself you were gaining from it? And what did you gain from it? Why are you being included on these emails? Is this information you actually need to know? Is it a way to keep tabs on your employees? Did you ask to be included? And poor Susie. Are there systems and due dates in place for reports or is it simply by request? Is she forgetful or has she prioritised her workload as needed? And did she need your help or did you just start helping without offering? And what are you achieving by having Rob get involved? Really dig into your motivations. Acknowledging that you have a deep fear of letting someone else take charge of aspects of your business, it's not unreasonable or irrational considering what you've invested so far, but it is probably stopping you from achieving great results. So recognizing it is a great first step. Now consider how your employees feel in these situations. They know you'll be watching closely when they haven't completed work in a timely manner. Yet they're sitting in a meeting that probably could have been summarized in an email. Speaking of being watched, you don't even trust them enough to let them send emails without also being included as a recipient. And Susie is having to reprioritize her workload, the boss is stressing her, then stepping in making her feel incompetent, then having someone else involved in something she is more than capable of doing. And the whole time, a conversation wasn't actually had. Just assumptions. Ideally, as a boss, you'll spend some of your time providing leadership, offering support, delivering training, some time on management, including performance reviews, paperwork, etc., and the rest of your time on your own tasks as the operator of your business. Micromanagers spend entirely too much time with their employees or on their employees' tasks. This time is unstructured and rarely produces tangible results. If this is what you're seeing for your documented week, well, at least now you know and you can do something about it. Planning, organising, delegating, hiring the right people for the right roles are all ways to maintain control within your business without coming from a place of fear or mistrust. If things won't get done without your presence, then you possibly have a motivation issue a time management issue, or the wrong people have been hired. Your culture needs a serious overhaul. If your team don't know what they're doing without your supervision at every step, then you need to look at your onboarding and training. New team members should be completing tasks solo as part of this process. Your team are absolutely a reflection of you. Wouldn't you rather see competent, independent, high achievers than someone who can't take a step without your permission? There needs to be a point at which you trust not only the people you've hired to do their jobs correctly, but also yourself that you've put the necessary structures in place, provided the right training, and offer the support needed for your employees to thrive. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you have any questions about this topic, if you want to suggest a topic to be discussed in an upcoming episode, Or if you'd like to know more about how we can help you, please visit EncompassEvolve.com.